Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. And today is a nephew edition of the Dome Dog Podcast. Over the weekend, I brought nine of my family members to Carrier Dome to watch Syracuse pound Louisville 92-69. My brother drove up from Washington, D.C. He brought his three boys, his wife. I brought my wife, my kid, and two of my nephews met us there. They join me now on the Dome Dog Podcast. Please welcome Luke DeBritz and John Paul Cashman. One of them goes to Syracuse, grad student, could be a cop or FBI agent one day, but I watch out for him. The other one is in Buffalo. He's kind of an engineer. He's kind of a business major, but they both like Syracuse. So just wanted to recap the weekend with them. Other guys may join another time, but wanted to get their take on the weekend. John Paul, student at Syracuse, how was it for you? It was a great weekend. Great weekend. Uh, you know, I've been a student here since September, but still got to experience some new places that I haven't experienced in Syracuse yet. Uh, it was great watching the team destroy Louisville in the Dome. Got to eat a Dome dog while it was happening. I mean, great weekend. Great family weekend. Nice to see everyone for sure. Did you crush that warehouse plate or what? Yeah, absolutely destroyed. What was on it? Didn't even stand a chance. I think it was two pieces of chicken parm, a bunch of spaghetti with sauce, a piece of lasagna, two meatballs, two sausages, two pieces of garlic bread, two soups, Italian wedding soups, great soup choice, See, 40 place, bucks. Yeah, the place right down the street from the school. You didn't even know it was there. You had to bring a bring it, bring an old school townie back in. Hadn't been back to Syracuse in a long time, but some of the same place still there. Sometimes you can't beat townie knowledge, you know? It's just no. you gotta, yeah. <laughs> Luke, what was the best part for you? Uh, I mean, just <clears throat> seeing Syracuse with some confidence in their game and being able to just beat up on a team at home, like JP said, got to love the atmosphere of the Dome. I haven't been there since they played Virginia a couple of years ago, so love being back in those awesome seats we had. But, yeah, just hanging out with everybody was awesome. On my Instagram story, I kind of documented the first time I really did something like that where I did a, a full Syracuse trip still on there and just kind of starting off, you know, it was kind of white knuckling getting there because there was a massive snowstorm and ice and I had to drive through the Berkshires. So I live in Connecticut to get there. So there were some trucks tipped over. There were some cars tipped over for sure. And, um, you know, it's definitely nervous times, but we got there. My brother James was like, I'm definitely going. So you're going, he came from DC really trucked from five o'clock and got there at midnight on Friday it was just go, go, go Saturday morning. We went to rise and shine. Epic breakfast place. You guys missed that on that. Sorry for that, but it was epic with massive portions and interesting combinations. Uh, then we went to Fagan's for a little while. That's a Syracuse classic spot. What'd you guys think of Fagan's? It's a cool spot. You know, it was fun. A lot of, a lot of Syracuse basketball energy there. I felt people before the game. It's pretty packed. Yeah, exactly. I was just say is like the atmosphere was all fans. Everyone had their Syracuse merch on or shoulder to shoulder. So it was exciting. Especially yeah. after, you know, COVID and everything. It's like haven't been in a situation like that in a while. So it's fun. That walk up to the dome though, even though it's short, it's pretty cold. And uh one thing I saw afterwards that I should have put one of you guys up to is going down the Krause Hill. I saw Otto was doing that during the day on Saturday. But I'm pretty <laughs> awesome if someone from the Dome Dog crew could have done it. But you know, another time, I guess. But man, it was, I forgot how cold it gets up in upstate New York because it was freezing. But we've gotten to the game. Uh, we were invited to a suite. I won't say whose suite it was, 
but uh, it was pretty awesome to go into a suite and just kind of roll in there with 10 people, you know, as a, as a younger guy, like your guy's age, always kind of dreamed of doing something like that. Or like, yeah, it's my crew. And like 10 people walk in, <laughs> but that's just our family. And we pretty much do that most places, but it's kind of, yeah. it was, kinda... it was pretty sweet. Big, big, uh, big thanks to uh, the guy who's sweet. It was hung out there for a couple of refreshments before the game. And, a lot of people in there. But then we we moved to our seats. It was around section one twenty five, which is pretty good seats. Not the really bad seats in the dome, but you know it's just cool to be at the game and and to see it again. I'll, I used to work for ESPN. I would go there for work, but when I'm going there for work, it's a lot different than I'm in the truck the whole day. This time being actually a fan, it's like the first time I've been there in probably fifteen years, maybe thirteen, twelve, somewhere around there. Whatever it was, a long time when Johnny Flynn was on the team. So that's how long ago it was, but. It was definitely different for me to just be there, watch the game. And actually, it's pretty funny because the guy sitting in front of me went to school with me. So <laughs> small world in Syracuse, um, hit a lot of different spots. But let's talk Turkey. Let's talk the team. You know, I, the last three games, they looked like a completely different team. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the, the pit loss ignited them to be just better in all aspects. But just in the last three games, Syracuse shooting 54% overall, 49% from three really moving the ball, passing. Uh, John Paul, you went to the Wake Forest game. You were texting me the whole time. What did you What have you seen in the last three games? I think, I mean, you said it. They're definitely looking like a different team. I mean, they're really turning around. They're not doing the classic die out in the second half that they were doing all earlier in the season, playing strong the whole game. I think they're doing real good ball movement. I think that's kind of been key. Like, they're really passing around, hitting the shots, taking shots that, that count um they're playing well i mean still some stuff i think they can work on but uh that noise you know they, they absolutely destroyed wake forest and louisville so great both games were great to be at <laughs> i feel like this is classic syracuse fashion is like making a run late in the season showing some more prowess going to possibly a couple wins of the acc tournament i mean we i know we were talking on sunday after their potential to get into the tournament not looking great but i mean I think they're definitely making a run for it because some of those guys on that team, Gerard, Buddy, Jimmy, they want to play together in their last couple of years with possibly Coach Beheim. So, eight games left. They got to play Boston College on Tuesday. Should be a win, but depends what Syracuse team shows up. And they'll play Virginia Tech and they play Boston College again. So, those three games I think are definitely winnable. Then they play Notre Dame on the road. I'm not saying this completely in order, but they play Notre Dame on the road which is a tougher game to play North Carolina and Miami down the stretch. And I think six out of eight games are winnable. Playing Duke is not, I don't think a winnable game, although it's in the dome and people will be jacked up for that game. So possibly uh, Duke just lost tonight to Virginia on a last second three, that guy uh, Beekman, same guy hit the three pointer against Syracuse in the ACC tournament last year. So they're not completely invincible, but, they're just more athletic than Syracuse, as we saw in the first matchup. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say. It's. It's. They're twelve and eleven. You know, they've got people on my Facebook page that, uh, my wife included, who talk about Beheim quite a bit, saying like she's not liking his attitude. And I've heard other people say that too. You know, as as younger guys that don't know Beheim from from the start to finish, like I do. What's your take on Beheim, Luke? I think Beheim's obviously a good coach. I mean, his resume speaks for himself. He's up there with like Coach K and all the greats. But the thing is, I mean, I know we all hate it's like he just will never change with his zone defense and like always late game. You just need Syracuse to press to try to put a little pressure on the other team when they're down like six or eight in the end of the games. 
and they just don't press. They wait so long. So I think Beheim's just stuck in his ways a little bit, yeah. and it's kind of making the team hurt right now. So I listen to his radio show sometimes on Thursday nights, usually. And uh, someone asked him that, and he said that this, this team would be worse if they played man-to-man. They just would. And he said, realistically, if I want a team to play man-to-man, they have to start playing it in the summer. You know, that's a strange, strange way to take it. It's like I, you're telling me these guys can't play man-to-man. They've been playing basketball their whole lives. They can't play man-to-man. And their defense is not going to save them this year either. It's their offense. I, I said this, you know, I don't know, right before the Florida State game, the first time when they played them, in Tallahassee, I said, maybe they should just be more offensive. You know, the whole Gary v, Gary v thing, going offense. Loyal Marymount team back in the late um, 80s and 90s, early 90s, they, they just scored like crazy. They didn't play defense for anything. It's like, you watch the last couple of games, Syracuse really didn't play the greatest defense. I guess Louisville, they did better. Wake Forest still shot well, but they're averaging 92 points a game pretty much in the last three games. It's like, they're you know, the Wake Forest game, they're in control. NC State, they won by a few. They, they should just forget defense, just go on offense. What do you think, John Paul? I mean, their offense was looking strong in the last few games. I think I think they got to keep feeding Edwards in the post. I mean, when he was getting good passes down low, he was he was tearing it up. Uh, I think Gerard has to pass every possession. Um, I think when he passes more, the team plays better. Uh, he's good at setting it up, but when pressure's on and he starts trying to take it in, it usually ends up not great. So keep feeding his players, keep feeding his his uh, corner three-point shooters there. Uh, I mean, their offense is looking great. But the defense is true. I mean, I don't know. That's kind of a weird comment to make about man-to-man. I think zone takes way more coordination than man-to-man. Um, and they really – even against Louisville, it happened a few times. Like, they're absolutely crushing this team. They're still getting killed with the baseline lurker. Just guys sits baseline, comes in and dunks it. I mean, they were getting dunked on. They're up by 20 points because there are some guys sitting baseline. They're losing track of them. And that's kind of the story of, like, this season, every game, they just get killed on baseline. Um, but, yeah, if they can keep that pressure offense going uh, the way they did the last three games, they'll definitely look good. Uh, but, you know, even maybe man, man is in the move, but maybe switching up the zone. I mean, it doesn't always have to be a 2-3 zone. There's other options, but. Yeah. I think I think I think the two three zone is very classic Syracuse and people it's very identifiable as the Syracuse game, but maybe it's a little too readable at this point. Yeah, I mean they he's tried a little different here and there, but um you know it doesn't matter when you're when you're shooting fifty-four percent from the field or fifty percent from three, usually can win the game in the last three games. Syracuse combined has been doing that. The other guys come on really in the last three games, which I've talked about throughout the whole season, is Cole Swider. I mean, listen to these numbers in the last three games. He's 19 to 27 field goals, 9 to 15 from three. He's averaging 16.6 points per game, six rebounds a game, you know, for you math students. 70% field goals, 60% from three. That's because he only missed two in the last game, and all the shots he missed really were mostly last game. He only had 11 points in the last game. In the two previous games, he had 19 and 18. And it's really because he's really playing with it himself, I think. He's, he's taking advantage of guys that are smaller than him, and he's got this play where he takes one or two dribbles. It's almost like an under up and under move from the foul line. And it, it works almost every time for him. It's I always say, just do that for the first three or four drives and then shoot the three. It seems to be working out for him. I like how he's playing within himself. And I don't know if you guys notice or not, but Jimmy's not doing those one-handed crazy layups. He tries to go against better guys. He just swat them uh, in these other in these games that they've won. 
and it opens up the plays for everybody else. It just does when those guys kind of play within themselves and you talk about moving the ball. I think what Gerard's done better is he's got the ball out of his hands where he just passes the ball quicker and transition and outlet passes. He's got to do that. Even last game, you know, four turnover or four assists to three turnovers. It's got to be better than that. You know, against teams like this, okay, but when you're going to, if you got to pull the upset against Duke, no way. And it's, as I said, eight games left, really got to win six of those. And I'd say you'd have to make it to almost the semifinal or final. What Syracuse should have want to avoid is not being the eighth or ninth seed. Then they would end up having to play probably Duke again in the, you know, in the quarterfinals, which just too hard to overcome that, that quick. I don't know, but I mean, I'm more interested in your guys takes like on the weekend as like a family and fun. Like, what did we do? Like, you know, we went to dinosaur barbecue I know there was a lot of razzing of one of our, our one of my nephews, what your cousin, about what he got. What did he get that you guys got so mad at him about or just gave him such a hard time? Well, so we were, you know, everyone's ordering ribs, baked beans, you know, whatever. And he ordered his side of applesauce. And the waitress actually said to him, oh, do you want chicken fingers too off the kid's menu? So she was giving him a hard time as well. <laughs> and then he had to ask for a spoon and she like plopped it in his applesauce. So it was pretty funny. I didn't know that she said that to him, man, I couldn't hear barely anything in there. So uh, you heard that. Were you sitting right next to him when he said, when she said that, or you just, when she yelled that, cause that must've been like dealing with something else. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting right across from him, but he actually just told me later because it was so loud in there. I didn't even really hear what she said to him either. I think it was really only just him that heard it. <laughs> and then, you know, he refused to eat it for about half the dinner because she didn't bring him a spoon. <laughs> you, know, you know, he wasn't willing to, to rough it with a fork. So he, he just sat there and just, Kept looking at her, kept hoping she'd bring, her, bring him a spoon. Yeah, I mean, we 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 hit some landmark places. And Fagan's established in 1978. You know, it's it's been there forever. You know, I've been going to games my whole life there, pretty much. You know, minus the time that I, I just said I missed. But you know, when I was growing up, when I was kind of going to games a lot, that was, that was a spot you could go there before, after. Even if there weren't games, it was a good lunch place. We went there. You know, dinosaur barbecues where it started in Syracuse for all the people. I've been to the other place, other ones. Were there other ones? There's one in there's one in Brooklyn. There's a couple other ones around. Troy, but, yeah. Troy. yeah. Buffalo. I mean, there's that's the, that's the that's the original one. That's the original one. You know, it kind of started a lot of the revival in Syracuse back in Armory Square, um, and more people started to come hanging out more in Syracuse because of places like Dinosaur Barbecue. Where I didn't know this about the guy, but it's the, he was kind of a big time chef, and he decided to land in in Syracuse, and that's how it kind of went off. Where he had his own little truck and stuff like that. So, and definitely Syracuse crowd. Everyone was in there wearing their orange again. And people are pretty friendly, you know, especially when Syracuse wins. Energy in there was awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, just as I said, it's like we're always, our family's pretty big. And, you know, we're our extended family. We, we roll in there. It's like, hey, party at 10. <laughs> They're like, you're going to have to wait for a while. It's like, all right, fine. We're just like congregating the bar. They're definitely feeling some pressure in there when we were standing in the corner because, you know, these, these two guys, you can't tell right now because they're sitting down, but it's like six foot four and six foot four and I'm six foot one. And, you know, there's his other cousins are all around six foot. So it's like almost like a basketball team kind of standing there. They're probably like, what, what do these guys want? You know, these aren't Syracuse dudes. Like, we're not going to give you guys any free wings if you, you know, what up? <laughs> but uh, just, just being back in Syracuse to me was uh, was a kind of a treat. You know, it was just for us to all go there and do that. And I think it's going to be a yearly tradition. I would love love for that to be your tradition, especially being yeah. a student here. And sure we can uh, get some more uh, members of the fam in, involved too. A couple of years in the future, so 
just like the camping trip started small and then just kept growing. So I don't know what a price is actually for our own suite. If more and more people come, we're going to have to get one because getting a section will cost almost probably as much. Just kind of, kind of get an Airbnb, get a big house. Yeah. I don't know if there's one close enough to the, to the, you know, to the dome though, that's really going to work for us. You know, we can't like be hanging out in an old frat house, you know, I'm a little too, a little too old for that. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, I, I'm trying to think it, it was just like one of my friends sent me a message because he saw the places I was going to. That's, that looks like an 8,000 calorie day. <laughs> I'm like, well, I got my workout in the morning, but it was just, it was just like the, the breakfast place, rise and shine. Yeah. I, Luke, you, you missed out because you were coming in from town and John Paul, you just didn't want to go, but Next time you go visit him, you should go check it out because it's it's got, you know, the, the thing that Dom had or whatever that thing he had was like almost like a calzone for breakfast. And then there's breakfast nachos. There was a bunch of stuff. And, you know, I put it on my Instagram story. It's kind of cool. They they put our my stuff onto their story. That sort of dinosaur barbecue, you know, just getting going with the story stuff. But I think it's, it's kind of interesting that they put us through on that. And, you know, I should have posted more, I guess. So they did more on that. But, you know, I, I, I picked up... Uh, three wishes i'm gonna give it to vincent oh. tomorrow see if he likes it or not i'll, I'll videotape that and uh, see what kind of response so, so what was your favorite uh food item of the weekend <sighs> one singular yeah. item yeah i mean I, I i you know it's i don't want to diss the other places but my my favorite part was going to pavone's um in manlius it's a childhood place i, I grew up going and getting pizza for I, I i would almost bet that our family paid for their oven because we got pizza <laughs> from there like every friday and you know, it was just, it's a, it's a manliest place. I don't know if it's still owned by a manliest person, but they, people that we knew that in the community that actually owned it, they had a shop, they had a spot in shopping town and downtown. And then he decided to open them one up in manliest because he was from there. And that one stayed, stayed true. And I rolled through manliest, went in front of my old, uh, old house in Barbary Lane. And there, Christine was a little nervous of me taking a picture. It's like, that's kind of weird. It's not your house anymore. I'm like, what are they going to I'll just, if they come, if they come out and if they come out, I'll just explain it. Like, this is where I, this is where I grew up. I just want a quick snapshot. It wasn't the greatest picture, but it, I got the mailbox and I got in front of it. So it's just kind of funny to drive through town and see some of the places that have never changed. There's just like on the way from our house to Manlius, the town, there's this pit. And I don't even know what it's, what it was. It was some landfill pit and it's still there. And it's, this is, I'm talking 30 years ago. <laughs> It's just sitting there. I'm like, what, what are they doing with this thing? And there's some of these old houses that like just are in the middle almost of a complex or something they built around them and they never left. It's just funny. Every town has stuff like that. It was kind of fun to see those things again, get a couple slices at, at, at Pavone's Vincent liked it. Christine liked it. You know, I, I like dinosaur barbecue. I liked uh, rise and shine too. It was, it was good. Cause I've never been to rise and shine. I've been to dinosaur barbecue many times, but being in rise and shine, I thought was a, uh, was good i got like a, a a mexican type omelet we got breakfast nachos i mean it's, there's places like that popping up now with these breakfast places i saw someone uh pop up like a like a birthday celebration today on a monday so if you uh if you work alternate hours and you got a monday off or something it looks like a good place to hit but uh that was for me for me that was that was fun and just just going and, and being being in there in the dome was was that i was i gotta say i was a little disappointed with my dome dog I took one bite into it. It that's, just that's unfortunate. Yeah, it just it just felt. Yeah, what? Like, yeah, let's hear about what did you think about your? Let's get the in depth analysis of your dome. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys went to get it for me. I don't know if it's because it took you a while to get from from the concession stand to the 
to the seats, but I've been, I've been into that and it felt like almost uncooked and that's not how it is. Cause they're always pre-cooked. Right. But either that, or it wasn't like fried enough or something. I just bit into it. I'm like, ah, it was just like hard in the middle, but I'm like, I got to eat it. Cause it's a dome dog. But you know, I, I, I don't know. I was a little disappointed. Yeah. A little, a little disappointed with that. I mean, could have been, could have been that singular stand. Could have just been the time that you went for it or not, but it's not, not wasn't that far. Right. I mean, you guys were just in the corridor right up top. Yeah, I mean, I think the Dome, you know, they're not known for their food. Those were, like, also, like, $9 hot dogs, too, which is a crime, but... <laughs> oh, man. You know, well, look, what was, was that your first Dome dog, or have you experienced it before? No, uh, I mean, I'm sure I've had a Dome dog in the past, but obviously it wasn't very memorable because I didn't <laughs> remember it. And now this one really didn't impress me either, so... Yeah, I mean, a better a better play if you really wanted a true good hot dog in Syracuse is Hyde's in Liverpool. Um, I will admit the dome dogs that I got during the Wake Forest game were significantly better than the uh, Louisville dome dogs. So mm, that's interesting. I wonder why that is. Maybe, maybe someone at the dome that works the dome dogs can fill us in on why they think that the Wake Forest dome dogs were better is because it was a night game and people were more in their game. It was too early for the two o'clock games and they just weren't like soaking as long. I don't know. Maybe someone can fill, fill us in. Maybe they'll see this video and they'll tell us, but um yeah, it's it, or it could have been you're just more hung, you're hungrier at that point of the day. I don't know, a lot of factors lots in there. Lots what, of possible factors, yeah. A lot of possible factors, but uh, maybe the next time we'll go to Hyde's. Is Hyde's open in the in the winter time though, John Paul, or is it only yeah. year oh, round? Yeah. Year round oh, place, yeah. Oh, nice. They got these white hot dogs called Coonies. Um, some people call them Coonies. I call them Coonies. Um, remember, Syracuse had a guy named Trevor Cooney two years ago. Too bad that he didn't come into the NIL deals now, where he could have capitalized on that deal. I would have been all over that for him. I went to Wegmans. Um, always an experience. I don't have a Wegmans in Connecticut, but Wegmans had a massive display of, of Buddy Beheim. So he's getting his, his due in Wegmans for sure. Yeah, Wegmans is an awesome store. We had those in Buffalo. Um, it's definitely part of the central New York, western New York uh, vibe. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun to do it. I mean, it felt like it was a little too short, you know, because you guys kind of rolled in and it rolled out and it was a full day. So everyone was pretty tired at night, you know. So hoping to do this podcast on, on Saturday with everybody, but it's just too long of a day to get the good vibes out. <laughs> it was a long day, but it was great. Great, great day. Great yeah. weekend all around. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. So we'll see what we can do. You know, there's possibility, you know, Christine was talking about, it's my wife, Christine, talking about maybe going to the ACC tournament. Um, I don't know. Maybe we could do something with that. You know, it's, it's hard to kind of predict that because you don't know what Syracuse will land and then, is it a day session? Is it a night session? But it's at Barclays in New York, Brooklyn, right back in your hood there, John Paul. So you know you could you could give us the same type of tour there. Yeah. You know we can hit. I would love 20. to see a Syracuse game in the Barclays Center. It's a great great venue. Good good Wi-Fi too. <laughs> you know what? Because the first owner of the Nets, like that was one of his first things. He's like, he said he put up these little towers all over the place. Like we got to have pristine Wi-Fi because it's true. And arenas, a lot of arenas don't have good Wi-Fi, which is kind of crazy at this point 2022 that places don't have good wi-fi do you think syracuse will make the ncaa tournament uh i'm honestly pretty doubtful if i had to bet against them i'd probably say they're not gonna make it i just don't think i mean the acc is not super powerful but if they run into duke early like you said i really don't think they're gonna be able to make a run so i'm not that confident but we've seen syracuse kind of like pull a rabbit out of the hat before so maybe but i'm gonna have to lean towards no I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to 
do a kind of a second there, maybe a little less doubtful, but still on the doubt side there. I mean, they have looked pretty great in the last three days. Like we said, I mean, the other thing that, you know, might play into the factor of when they play against Duke at the Dome in a few weeks here. Yeah. The last two games, Louisville game and the Wake Forest game, I believe set uh, season records for attendance. The Dome was packed both days. So, you know, maybe maybe the, they were feeding off that energy a little bit. The crowd was loving it. I'm sure it's going to be like that for the for the Duke game. Maybe they'll get a little more energy and be able to squeak out a win there. But, I mean, that you know, they've kind of had a rough start to the season, so we'll see. I would love to see it, though. It would be real awesome to see if they made a run. The attendance records are for this season only. They've packed it a lot more than that. But it's it's more for this year because of, you know, COVID and everything like that. It's, it's, it's good to see everyone at the Dome. It's, third level is pretty, pretty open usually in the game, so you can get a seat still probably slide down a little bit. I was kind of, it was kind of interesting how, how lax they really were about the tickets. It's kind of like, Oh, here you go. And they're just like, Oh, go, go through, <laughs> you know, yeah. I guess they're just happy to have people there again because, you know, people lost a lot of lost a lot by not going to the game. That's Syracuse games are lifeblood of the town, man. People play on their weekends, their nights, everything around it, go to dinner, go out afterwards, just like we did. You know, it's like, if they lost that game, that would be kind of a downer if we went to Dinosaur Barbecue. We'd be all depressed and sitting there and be like, oh, man, they're bad. You know, they're not, they're not great record-wise, but it's just like the vibe's different when the team wins. The town likes it better. You know, everyone likes it better. And it's just – it's fun to be there to go, you know, to, to go. I I recommend it to anybody that's never been to the game. I know you guys have been to the game before, but are there, you know, your cousins, my other nephews, they didn't go, and it was a pretty cool experience for them. Hopefully I can get their take maybe another time, but – it was the energy to just be there is there, but the, the, the game against Duke will be, it'll be packed and it will be a good game, whether Syracuse wins or loses. It's more about if they face them in the ACC tournament, because they don't want to play them you know, in the quarterfinals. You want to see them maybe in the championship where it's all on the line. Now I, I would say, I don't, I kind of agree. I don't think they're going to make it. I, I just don't, you know, it's, it's, been a tough year and i i said before the other team was a bubble team and they lost some games they shouldn't have um that being said every time i kind of say something like that is when they turn it around but you know another question for you we'll end on this for now but if syracuse if syracuse makes the ncaa tournament with this team and they win a game in the ncaa tournament do you think people will back off jim Beheim forever with this team yeah, I think that would be a <clears throat> strong statement because, I mean, if you look at the team, first of all, half the team's related to them. And then you've got, you know, some decent guys, but as you've seen Syracuse teams in the past have way bigger stars on the team. So I think, yeah, I agree. If they pull a, if they pull a complete 180 and end up winning a game in the tournament, that'd be big for Coach Bayon. Yeah, definitely would be big. I think that maybe it would just shift what people are saying about him and they're going to turn to why wasn't it like this all season, you know, I mean, potentials there. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever, you know, he's, he's too high priority, uh, too high of a coach to, to not catch heat. You know, it's just, it is what it is. I don't think it's ever going to shift off him. It may just change what they're talking about, but if they make a huge turn like this, my question would be, why didn't this happen five, six games ago? <laughs> well, his answer would be to you is that I needed time to develop the team. I think my take on Jim Beheim is, is that I think he likes teams like this better. He may not say it publicly, but I think, you know, since, since what he was going to 
he was supposed to leave the program in 2015 or 16 and then Mike Hopkins decided to leave. So then he got almost like a, a second life, you know, to regain the wins that the NCAA took away from him. Now he's pretty close to a thousand wins. Again, he already has him. That's BS that he doesn't have him, but he's about to do it again. Right. The teams he's had since then are not been great. You know, they've been good and they've had guys and then they make runs. I kind of think he likes it better this way where he can, build the team to get better at the end of the season because in the past he's had great teams that are great in the beginning and then they flame out if you remember 2013 14 season when they started the season off 25 and all actually they lost to boston college and boston college was had a losing record and it was it was just it started a spiral a downward spiral for syracuse at that point i was actually at that game i worked it and it was horrible for me because it was like a frozen day and syracuse lost and it was their first loss in the undefeated season and and then they went, they lost. So I think he likes it better this way. And I think if he, if he takes this team and they make the NCAA tournament, it's going to be the ultimate, like, what now moment, I think, for people. And I, I know people argue about it, even on my Facebook page, myself included. But it's not, a, it's not just his accomplishments, I think, annoys people sometimes. It's more his, his demeanor or what he said. Like, after he said it to the Edwards was incapable, that really – kind of gave people some you know step back of like what the heck what do you mean he's an incapable um and then just kind of the things he says sometimes in the press conference where people ask him a question and he gets kind of salty i think after talking to some of the people i've talked to on my podcast i think he's just hungry at that point and just wants to go and that's why he's salty <laughs> and Being guess what is a, is a tough yeah. thing so yeah and guess what luke he doesn't like buff chick uh pizza doesn't like it did he say that in an interview yeah, uh, he didn't say it in an interview, but I saw a clip of Buddy because Mario and Salvo's, you know, the place was right next to the place we went to get bagels. Mm-hmm. I was going to go in there, but it wasn't open yet. But um, they, they give pizza to the guys after the game. And I guess Buddy was having a buffalo chicken one. And Jim Beham walked by. He's like, What is this? He's like, buffalo chicken. He's like, No, nah, I don't like that. And Buddy's like, He's crazy. Buffalo chicken's the best. And then Gerard's like, Yeah, I like the, you know, with ones and meats because I'm Italian and stuff. It was kind of a funny clip. But uh, I guess he doesn't like buff chicks, so he just goes with the cheese. If you listen to my last podcast, Adam White's been talked about how picky he is in southern restaurants. So I, I can see he's not a buff chick guy. Some people are pizza traditionalists, man. They don't like that all the stuff on it. You know, sometimes I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't like going to the specialty pizza too much. Maybe one or two toppings. I don't I don't know. I don't want like ten things on there. That's just that's not cool. Uh, I mean, I mean, Jim Beheim's like ninety years old. You know. <laughs> Once you get up to that age, you can't really have complex flavors. But I mean, buffalo chicken pizza is a staple, I think. John Paul, Nurchies in, in Binghamton, do they have speedy pizza? Yeah, and that's the best pizza they make. For ah, sure. Speedy pizza. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a, it's like kind of like a white sauce, so- like a white slice. Yeah. It's got like a garlic oil type of deal with some cheese. There's no red sauce on it. And there's chunks of speedy meat, and it's that's really good. That's yeah. great. Chicken bacon ranch from there is great. You got the classic pepperoni cheese, you know. Um, that sounds like a whole like tournament that we should do. Like, who has the best pizza? Like, which, like Mario and Salvers versus Pavones, and Pavones versus Nurchies, and Nurchies versus like some other place. Like, even uh, I don't think they can compete with Brooklyn, but I mean, we could just put varsity in the losers bracket. We don't even have to compete. Oh, the <laughs> crush yeah. varsity. Slam. Yeah. Why? It's trash. It's, oh my. Just, it's just an institution. People just go because of what it is. It doesn't All even right. compete with Pavones. Not even close. Whoa. 
John Paul wow. throwing, throwing down the statement, throwing down the gauntlet on that one. I, I, you know, I, I didn't, we didn't stop by varsity because we had already eaten. And at that point we didn't want that because we we're going to dinosaur barbecue. Uh, but you know, I, it is what it is. I, I think it's good, but it's, I kind of agree at some points it's more the spot and the, the, the story behind it. But um, I wouldn't say it's trash. Like someone just said, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, this, that's that sounds like a, a great game to play in Syracuse. You know, I wonder if Dave Portnoy from Barstool is going to come up there and do some reviews. You should, because it's good pizza there. But all right, well, anything else? That's all I got. Yeah, you got. I don't know. That was the nephew edition of Dome Dog Podcast. Great weekend, great memories for myself, my family, um, my son who's only four and. He was loving life. He got a dome finger. He got a dome dog. He got Twizzlers. He was up in the stands just enjoying it. And it's fun to do that with him. It was also fun to be with my nephews and and my sister-in-law, my brother, just to have a different group together and be at the game. So if you haven't been to a game up this season, I suggest it or anytime. You get a ticket third level for 10 bucks and move your way down and it doesn't have to break the bank. So Get it going. Go to a game. There's not that many left this season, but eight games left in the season. Not all home games, but opportunities are out there for Syracuse. You know, I think Virginia Tech teams will be tough. The Notre Dame games will be tough, both on the road. The Duke game at home, of course, will be tough. But I think they can win six out of eight easily, and then they have to win a couple games in the ACC tournament to make the NCAA tournament. It's going to be very tough, and as we talked about, I didn't think it was possible just last week. I think it's more possible now, but I still think it's going to be really tough for them to make the NCAA tournament. Syracuse won three games in a row. They've done that all season. Now they're going for their fourth game in a row against Boston College tonight, 8 p.m. at ACC Network. Boston College, not a good team. It's not going to help Syracuse really win this game except for their confidence, as I said, four in a row. And they got to keep it going. Keep the offense going. Try some new things. If they're blowing them out, don't let them in the game. So looking forward to, to watching that. That's all I got for the Dome Dog Podcast in this edition. Hope you enjoyed it. A little different guests than I've had in the last two weeks where I've had former players and big businessmen. Now it's my nephews. That's just kind of how I roll sometimes. It's it's who I have and who can come on. And last couple of weeks, I hope you enjoyed those longer form interviews that I've had on. And still room for my nephews on my show because why not? Before I go, I have one sponsor. The Dome Dog Podcast is brought to you by Zalstone Jewelry. Live luxury lifestyle. Anyone who orders from now until the end of the month will receive 20% off the website price. Just mention Dome Dog Podcast in the shipping instructions. That's zalstone.com. Z-A-L-S-T-O-N-E. They're also on Instagram. I will put it in the show notes. Guys, get it for Valentine's Day, anniversary. Zalstone's got you covered. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Podbean, and more. Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash pod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D.